This week on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, how do you say stay 24-7 during a crisis? One more tool for polyamory and new stuff. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things day and dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Over the weekend, I got to meet a new person that is a podcast listener, and immediately, I got to meet another person who was a podcast listener. And you wrote down names, right? Yes. Because I remember meeting them. It's actually kind of neat because we were we were just introducing ourselves to random people at um, <laughs> yeah. Beat Me in St. Louis. I mean, it was just, you know, part of the evening before the show. And, you know, we were just there. You were going around introducing us. And um, we ran across somebody that you introduced yourself as Dan. And then you introduced me as Dawn. And we were getting ready to move on to the next couple when she goes, oh, wait, wait. Did you write a book? And we're like, yes. And she kind of squealed a little bit and bounced in her seat. And, she did. And then brought the book the next day to one of our workshops so that we would sign it. That was pretty neat. That was awesome. So we were at the St. Louis at the Beat Me in St. Louis over the weekend. Had mm-hmm. a fantastic time oh, out there. Fabulous. Um, and that's really just a wonderful thing about being able to go out there and be uh, meeting new people and having people come up and say the book touched me or I'm having a great time with Kingstarter cards or mm-hmm. uh, we saw your presentation three years ago and we heard you're coming here so we wanted to come back. Even though it was um, the same class that we did three, I think it was five years ago when we started looking at it. So it's been a long time. And um, even though we did the same same workshop then, mm-hmm. they came to it again this time. And it's actually kind of smart because it's never the same workshop. So oh, we've absolutely. learned a bit over you know the last few years. Absolutely. So today on the podcast, we are going to talk about the um, polyamory uh, last week we did your favorite poly tool, and we thought we'd do one more favorite poly tool. Yeah. And our topic of the day will be, uh, how do you stay 24-7 during a crisis? And that is about it. We are both really a little bit road-weary at this point. Yeah, so much, yeah. I, and I knew these trips were coming up. We did Chicago two weeks ago. That's why we haven't been podcasting. We did Chicago two weekends ago so that I could go judge a leather con- contest for uh, leather pups and trainers and um, Miss Leather. Was it Miss mm-hmm. Leather or something like yep. that? And um, so did that and then drove back home and then turned around and drove to St. Louis and um, just came back last night from that. I've got two loads of laundry in right now. Oh, we turn around on Thursday good. and, you know, go to, go to Chicago to Kinky College. Looking but, uh, forward to going back to Chicago for the Kinky College this weekend coming up. Yeah, I kept some Percocets out on purpose from the surgery for these weekends. Uh, very good. I, I've, been, I've been sore, what sore puppy after all this driving. So, Don, we did teach the, um, along with Barak and Sheba, we taught a class on polyamory. We did. Kind of a polyamory hodgepodge sort of class. That was like 100 people in that class, but, and lots of questions, because usually when we pass out index cards for people to write questions on so that we can answer them, mm-hmm. you know, you get a few people that, that ask them. There were like 20 questions in there, and four of us uh, prolific 
talkers, <laughs> <laughs> prolific storytellers trying to answer all these questions. So that was actually pretty amazing. It was, but the point to that being, uh, we shared a lot of poly tools. So what is your current favorite number one polyamory tool? Well, what did we talk about last time? Do you remember? I remember we talked about a tool, but I don't remember which one it was. I talked about being generous and gracious. And you talked about uh, help me through it. Yeah. Versus... Um, is that what I did? Because I, I don't remember. Because because the one that I want to say right now is that putting yourself in another person's shoes. And I kind of feel like I talked about that last time, too. So I'm not exactly positive. Well, but... I'm going to say, while you think about it, okay. that the number one poly tool in the world at the moment that I can think of would be to learn how to cherish your partner's happiness, happy moments. So, for example, if your partner goes to a great restaurant or meets someone new or has a new position in sexuality that they share with you, if you can create an attitude of cherishing that versus being jealous or guarded or... Um, defending or, or self-centered, but instead start cultivating this idea of cherishing that. And think about it the same way if you have a child and they run off to school and they come back and they got a A on some report and they're really proud of it. Or maybe they just got a C, but they're really proud of it. You know, you would, regardless of how you, that impacts you, you would, you know, just be happy for them. And I've been trying to work on that with, um, you know, with my partners to, to think about, wow, what, how great would it be if I came home and said, hey, Dawn, I just met this new girl and she gave me a kiss and it was really sweet and nice. And instead of me having to worry about how you'll inter deal with that, if you just responded by saying, whoa, that's fantastic. What's she look like? Uh, do you have a picture of her? I bet that was a great kiss. Tell me more. How enthusiastic you would be about sharing the next thing. And then if your partner does say, you know what, now, now that we've gotten, uh, got to cherish how great that is for you, uh, I'd like to take a moment to talk about, um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm still getting good kisses too and things like that or whatever they need. So that's going to be my poly tool at the moment. Okay, so I like that. So cherishing your other partner's happiness happiness and mm -hmm. interactions and stuff. Cool, awesome, I like that. So, you know, and I kind of get that from you. For me, I end up pinging. So sometimes I can't control the pings that happen. So I'm still working on that. But yeah, absolutely a place that I'd like to be at. Um, probably the tool that I'm thinking of, um, Oh, shit. There's two of them that pop into my mind again, per usual. But the first one that popped into my head was uncomfortable versus wrong. Ooh, good one. So just because something feels uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, we're poly and we're ethical poly and we do think of our other partners and we do, you know, uh, all the ethical things that we've agreed to do. So we're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it does feel uncomfortable, but that does not equal wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, so to keep that in mind. And that, yeah. that's a great one because when we keep that in mind, it, it's so much easier for me to sh for me to hear you share, you know, you did so-and-so thing that makes me uncomfortable versus you did so-and-so thing 
Mm-hmm. And for me to say, oh, gee, well, wait, wait, we have a green. I don't have to defend myself that we right, have these agreements right. that it's okay to do. Yeah, it. and I don't want you to. Ha- I don't want you to be defensive because then that just makes it go downhill. So, but um, I I loved when we came up with that, and that's that's been a recent tool that we've come up with. What in the last year, year and a half, or so? I mean, you came up with that about. Um, I don't know if you've read it somewhere or just nope. started thinking it. I mean, some of this stuff just pops into our heads. Mm-hmm. It's not like we read it somewhere or even heard it anywhere. It's, you know, it's just one of those realizations of, oh, it's uncomfortable. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Those are two different words. Mm-hmm. Feels like the same feeling sometimes, but two different things. So that's my tool for today. I was okay. going to share the other one too, but maybe we'll do that next time. Save that for next time. Okay. I do want to mention to people that they can join Ohio Smart this May 5th and 6th for Northeast Ohio's premier taboo kink event. Trigger Warning is Cleveland's brand new kink event that focuses on taboo and edge play. Included will be subjects such as interrogation, hypnosis, boot stomping, water sports, and much more. For more information, head over to ohiosmart.org, trigger-warning-web-poster, or maybe you'll just email them at uh, info at ohiosmart.org to get that more information. Awesome, awesome. So I also want to talk about some other things that we have coming up um, through PXS and through the space and things like that. We have um, subs in service coming up April 15th. So this is a day-long intensive that's for subs and slaves only um, or service-oriented um, people. And um, what we do is I have presenters come in and they teach us skills. So we don't get a lot of that at events. Usually the skills are for the tops and Mm -hmm. masters. So, you know, I've got someone coming in teaching tea service, someone else. um, I'll be teaching mindfulness of a slave. There's going to be slave journals, foot pampering, that sort of thing. So um, So there still are some tickets left. Skills for the submissives versus the domly, domly, toply, top side of us. Skills for the submissive. I keep thinking we're left out. And this this is the fifth one that I've put together. It's usually small and intimate. There's a limited number of tickets. But like I said, there's a few left. It's on April 15th. So, and if you go to columbusspace.com, it mm-hmm. should be listed under events. Absolutely. If you are wanting to, to buy a ticket and come join us. So, lunch is included. It's an all-day thing. I think it's 9.30 to 5 is what I've got it scheduled for. And um, we always have a good time. We meet great people and just have a blast during the day learning new things. So, other than that, we're going to mention our uh, one new subscriber to the newsletter and then get into our topic. <laughs> but, but what's funny... We had five drop-off this time. I haven't put a newsletter out in three months. I finally put one out. I'm all excited, and bam, as soon as I hit that button, five people unsubscribe. Well, apparently you were spammers. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so little Pearl, little Pearl from Maryland, thank you for subscribing to the newsletter. My home state. Welcome, welcome. So, Don, our topic of the day is how do you maintain that 20... Oh, by the way, St. Louis people that are listening, yes, I'm going to mention your name. you got to hang out. <laughs> how do you maintain... So, you and I are in a power exchange relationship. We have yes, been sir. for... Uh, formerly for 17, six, 16 years. And sometimes we hear people say, we're in a power exchange relationship, but sometimes we have crisis or emergency situations where we have to jump into peer space 
to take care of that. And we're not big fans of that. No, I, I don't understand it. So, um, and it works for people. I mean, I know one couple that I love dearly and highly respect, and that's what they did when they had a crisis. And they said it worked for them. Mm -hmm. But um, I know for me and you, where we're at right now, I don't understand it because everything I do, everything I do, you know, the first thing I think of is, you know, what what would master do or what would master say or what would it doesn't mean that I'm going to you about every little thing. I don't have to anymore because I know what you would require of me or what you would expect of me. So I don't have to drop that role of being slave. Right. So, I mean, I doubt it always comes across when I'm dealing with people or situations that I'm somebody's slave, right? Because some people may not know what that looks like. I mean, when some people think slave, they think doormat, demure, quiet, mm. submissive. Sure. I'm your slave. I'm the extension of your will. And therefore, I need to be a little more, a little more empowered than that. But that doesn't mean I drop the role of being slave. So... You know, if I was doing anything and you said no or stop, I would stop. You know, if I said the roof on the house needs to be replaced and you said, no, it doesn't. I would either say, sir, would you let me say the, you know, can I discuss with you the pros with and cons? With all due respect, sir. With all due respect, sir. Yes, you know, I can say anything as long as I put it with all due respect, sir. Um at the front and I may give my opinion but I'm still going to follow the final decision that you make so in the crises that we've gone through in 17 years and we've gone through a couple of them mm -hmm. uh, do you think that was there, has there, did we do any let's just do this in pure space so when we think about crises um, so here's one that the first one that comes to mind and maybe uh, many people would not see this as a crisis but uh, the one that comes to my mind is we had a dog that we had to put down. We made the decision to put down. Right. In that one, um, we were both very attached to the dog. And I made the decision, we're going to put the dog down. And right. that's the way it was. And you knew I was having an issue with that. I was resisting that. I did not want to put her down. I was asking the doctor, the vet, you know, what could we do? And she was giving the options of amputating or, you know, all this type of stuff. And that she was actually going to be in pain if, you know, if we didn't do this because all of our options um, but see, this keep her is, around. But this is exactly why we are 24-7 is mm -hmm. because... We, you know, we do consider everything, but, but a decision had to be made. Decision. A decision had to be me, made, and it was made. You walked me outside, we stood under the tree, I cried on your shoulder, and you made the decision, and I said, yes, sir. Yeah, and, it, and it was the right decision at that time. It was the right decision. Or um, how about the time when um, I was laid off, and we were told the same day that we got approved for the house? Maybe not a crisis in some people's minds. I, I was the one laid off, by the way. No. Uh, oh, yes, you are correct. <laughs> you are correct. I'm picturing me driving away from the company as we got the phone call. But you're right. It was yes. when you got laid off. Same company. So that's why my, my brain got twisted. But um, but you're right. You know, so and I wanted to go, no, we can't. We don't have your income coming in, mm -hmm. you know, now that we were getting the house. But, you know, and so I'm I'm giving pros and cons of doing it. But you made the final decision. 
So, and that's what we lived by, and, you know, it was the right decision at the time. It's really kind of a fun question, you know, how do you stay 24-7 in a crisis? How do you not stay 24-7 in a crisis? I mean, that's when your 24-7 foundation is of its most importance. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if, you know, we get into a situation so... So, Don, what, what if I was in a hospital catatonic or something like that? Um, see, that's but that's not quite the same. We're, a lot of this depends on me being a capable master. Yeah, right? but even if you were in the hospital, it would still be, and you couldn't make decisions... Any decision that I made, I would still be thinking, what would you want? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There, there's, just, there's just that underlying thing of, um, you know, what would Master do? What, you know, when he wakes up, is he going to be proud of me and my decisions or not? You know, so I still think we have that foundation, even if you aren't able to be vocal about it. So it's just so ingrained right now that I don't know. Being peer-to-peer, -peer, we tried that for a little bit, and it didn't go too well, you know? Mm -hmm. We just work so much better with someone being in charge. So I can be a little feisty sometimes. So it's good, <laughs> to, have, it's good to have somebody. I can be stubborn, and I can be feisty, sure. and I can put my foot down and say, no, this is what I want. And you look at me and say, no, that's not what you're getting. And all you have to do is say, slave? Yeah. No. And it's like, you know, all the, all the air just leaves me. I'm, and, I'm and done the reason stomping. But the reason that's worked out for us, I feel, is that we've had, at this point, we've had a lot of practice that mm -hmm. it, with the dog, with the house, with all the other stuff that's happened, with kicking one of the boys out of the house and mm -hmm. letting the other one move out, um, it's worked out. Mm -hmm. So you've got the opportunity to develop faith in me, and I've had to develop the opportunity to develop faith in myself. Right. And even when my decisions aren't the best decision, you know, mm -hmm. we still roll with it. And we've, we've had moments of that, even though I would have to think hard to think about them because I let things go. Um, you apologize and we move on. Or you're like, ooh, that wasn't the best decision. You know, here's how I'm going to fix whatever mm -hmm. happened because of the decision that happened. But, um, you know, you're right. We do have experience of, um, of staying in power exchange and making it yep. work. I mean, you've got the experience of being able to say no or yes. It's not always no or, sure, you know, sure. whatever, making the decision and me following along. So you've been empowered as well, you know, with making the decision and me not turning around and doing something different. Yeah. So I think that's, that's part of it as well. Yep. So, yep, I agree. I agree. you know, so whenever I hear people and we mentor people and they're like, you know, we had this major thing happen. So we dropped our power exchange um, foundation. It was just too much. And I'm like, whoa, that would kill me. You know, I need that foundation. There's my security uh -huh. while we go through the crisis. Yep. So, but that's just me. I mean, even when I went through my depression, that was a crisis. Sure. When you went through your depression, that was a crisis, mm -hmm. right? But we still stayed power exchange. So I think it's helped us. I think it's one of the healthiest things we've done. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's so funny that, 
you know, would you do it in the opposite? During times of crisis, or we're in a peer relationship normally, but during times of crisis, we go power exchange. You know, no, because if your foundation is your foundation, it's your foundation. Yeah. And if it's not a good enough foundation for you to handle the good times and the bad times, you know. Yeah, might need to rethink it. Yeah. So restructure it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging the whole power exchange thing. It just so works for us. If you'd like to tell us how to restructure our podcast, you can get a hold of us <laughs> in a variety of ways. Like you can write us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or go to the webpage, eroticawakening.com, and check out the comment form. Or follow us on Twitter at Dan and Dawn. So, and there's a lot of other ways. So um, as you can find out where we're presenting. You can find the past podcast episodes, a link to the newsletter that comes out about once a quarter now, <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff. You can find it all at www.eroticawakening.com. Oh, there's tentacles. There has been tentacles, though. We'll have to wait until next week. Oh, boy, George, I'm sorry. Our end music <laughs> is provided by Pocket Universe. You're listening to a song called Wind. The official E.H. Water is The Cage, Der Dumchure, and DJ in Austin. The person we've seen most recently is Not Sweet Girl and Platinum Bubble. The current sender of tentacles is Aaron from Facebook and Boy George. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhead. Who will be seeing this weekend. We will. And the official food that goes on booze is provided by Satine. Bye, Don.